Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. All of your teams were, of course, successful, and you're on your way to your fantasy championships. We have a lot to talk about. Some injuries that happened over the weekend. Uh, this waiver wire this week is going to be very, very interesting. It is stacked with running backs, and we'll get into that a little bit more. And, of course, we'll talk about some studs and duds from this week's action and whether or not these are... Uh, performances that you can hang your hat on and uh, or if you need to move on from some of these players before we get into any of that however I do want to talk about a podcast that I listen to on a regular basis it is called the morning smoke CLT join my man G as he discusses a vast array of topics that are not only near and dear to his own heart but that we all can relate to in one way or another whether it is the COVID pandemic or the social unrest in the, the country today, or maybe it is just the sports landscape and how things have changed overall in the new normal, the Morning Smoke CLT is for you. So if you're like me and you like to relax and maybe have a smoke and maybe a, a beverage of some kind and chill out to some thought-provoking conversation, then you need to check out the Morning Smoke CLT. You can download it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere that podcasts can be found. You can throw G a follow as well on Instagram at the Morning Smoke Charlotte. So make sure you check them out. You will not regret it. Now, before we get into the injuries, I do want to touch upon a news story that we talked about at the end of last week, but it had not become official yet. And that, of course, is Antonio Brown. Brown signed a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers worth about $2.5 million with incentives. So there's a lot of... Uh, it's incentive-laden with a with a, a minor uh, guaranteed money there. It's That's not the important aspect of this is we... Con- concentrate on fantasy. So Brown has not effectively played in two seasons. Now he did have a short stint with New England and that did not end well a few years back. So we don't know what shape he's going to be in. That all remains to be seen. However, you know, as I mentioned at the end of last week, picking him up and stashing him was not a bad idea. This will downgrade everybody in this receiving core especially Mike Evans. We'll start with him. He's become basically droppable, posting totals of 2 and 5.2 points respectively in the past couple of weeks. The return of Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller, and of course the emergence of Gronk, has basically rendered him a non-factor in this offense. Brown's presence, I think, can also affect Godwin, as uh, right now he's a fringe wide receiver one whenever he's in there and healthy. Scotty Miller is is a dart throw. Some weeks he performs and gets a touchdown, other weeks he gets a goose egg. He's a little bit more consistent than Mike Evans or less consistent, however you want to put it. You you can get bigger games out of him, I think. At least for now. I think Scotty Miller becomes a, a non-factor along with Evans in this offense with Brown there. Obviously, you're still going to start Godwin and of course you're going to start Gronk. So As for now, treat Brown as a wide receiver three or flex at the most until you see how he's used in this offense moving forward. On to the injuries. We'll start with Odell Beckham Jr., torn ACL, 
out for the season. Now, we will touch upon some players to replace him when we discuss the waiver wire targets later on. However, unless you are in a dynasty league, you are cutting ties with uh, OBJ. Devontae Freeman left Thursday's game with the uh, with the Eagles with an apparent ankle injury. Now, the extent of this injury is not known, although it is thought to be, at the very minimum, a high ankle sprain. Now, we have to wait and see how the Giants approach this, if he practices, if he doesn't practice, but all indications are that he will not play in the next game. So again, we'll talk about Wayne Gallman and the addition of him later on. Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, running back for the 49ers, will reportedly join Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman on injured reserve for the team after suffering what is believed to be a high ankle sprain in the game against New England. This could sideline him for four to six weeks, and it leaves Jamichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon as the only healthy backs on this roster, and we will talk about both of them later on in the podcast. Andy Dalton appeared to suffered a, a concussion in uh, the Cowboys drubbing by the Washington football team this weekend, and it looked as though he was knocked unconscious for a time on, in that game. He is currently in the concussion protocol, and his performance, even before that happened, was putrid to say the least, so you shouldn't be relying on him, even as a streamer, unless you're in a 30-team uh, league of some kind where you have to. But it's worth monitoring because any less efficient quarterback than Dalton, Ben DiNucci, for example, could be devastating for anybody else on this uh, Dallas team. And we'll talk more about that when we talk about Ezekiel Elliott, as we will later on in the podcast. Kenyon Drake carted off the field in Sunday night's game against Seattle. Um, it, it appears as though he does have a tear in his uh, leg, and from all indications are he is going to miss some time. We don't know how much time, but certainly more than one game is expected. His test did come back negative that uh, on a fracture of his leg, so we know it's not that. Drake will miss some time here, and uh, Chase Edmonds is the guy to pick up and plug and play. Again, we'll talk about him as well. The Cardinals are on by next week, so we may get more information on a time frame for when Drake might be back after that happens. Chris Carson knocked out a Sunday night's contest with a foot injury. It is thought to be a foot sprain, a mild foot sprain. He's considered week to week, so it, it bears monitoring if you're a Carson owner. He's not placed on IR, at least as of right yet, but you want to keep that in mind, and hopefully you have a contingency plan as it doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon. Deontay Johnson made his return to the Steeler lineup and immediately resumed his role as the primary target for Ben Roethlisberger. He scored twice in the first half, nearly had a third touchdown in that game. However, he was knocked out of the game in the fourth quarter with a leg injury, but all indications are it is not serious and he is expected to play week eight against the Ravens. Philip Lindsay also made his return for the, the Denver Broncos, but he left the game against the Chiefs with a concussion. He's entered concussion protocol and he looked good before that happened. Uh, amassing 79 yards on just seven carries. So the Broncos did have that one-two punch going, 
early on in that game with Lindsay and Gordon. Now it's the Gordon show with Lindsay on the shelf. We'll have to see how he progresses through the protocol to determine if he will, in fact, play next week. Tim Patrick hurt his hamstring in that same game, and it's not considered serious. He is day-to-day. Again, if you're relying on him to be a flex or a wide receiver two or three, you need to monitor that and have a backup plan ready. For those of you out there who run a business, you're most likely using an outdated website if you even have one set up at all. That's where Bove Design comes into play. Rob and company have the tools and expertise to set your business up for success. Don't just take my word for it. Follow them on Instagram at bove.design, that's B-O-V-E dot design, and you can see their custom work firsthand. You can also check out my sharp new logo as well when you've uploaded or downloaded this podcast as it was made courtesy of Bove Design. So make sure you hit Rob, the owner, up on IG, throw him a follow, check out his work. If you're looking for graphic design work, web design, or even a custom logo like the one I have, that's Bove Design, everybody, B-O-V-E dot D-E-S-I-G-N. Follow Rob on Instagram and check out his amazing service. Now, I want to touch upon some studs and dud performances for the weekend, and I'm going to go over this just in case you're listening for the first time, or just to clarify, we all know who the studs are every single week. Alvin Kamara has a good game all the time. Patrick Mahomes, good game all the time. We'll talk about somebody on this list today that is getting into that category of every week. Devontae Adams, for example, you know what he's capable of, and he's going to be the wide receiver one. That's not what I'm talking about here. These stud performances are guys that don't do it every week, sometimes haven't ever done it, and we'll talk about whether or not it's going to continue. If it's something, if you own the player, if if you should be comfortable putting him in your lineup week in and week out. I feel that's much more valuable to you guys as fantasy owners than knowing whether or not to start Devontae Adams. If I'm wrong about that, hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll or email the show KnowItAllFantasyFootball at gmail.com and let me know if you'd rather I go over the the players that you already know are going to be superstars in a, a week in and week out. I'll do whatever. I'm here for you guys, so let me know what you guys would prefer. But for now, let's stick with some of the performances that we didn't see coming and kind of take it from there. And where else to start? But Tyler Lockett, the true Jekyll and Hyde of the NFL when it comes to wide receivers. After a three-touchdown performance in Week 3, he all but disappeared in the next two games. Six catches, 83 yards, no scores. Then there was the bye, and here he comes on Sunday night, almost getting 20 targets in that game. 19 targets. He caught 15 of those for 200 yards and three touchdowns. That's a vintage Julio Jones performance right there. Obviously, if you own him, you can't afford to leave him on the bench if he's capable of doing that. However, you need to hope that you have other players that can help you if he decides to lay an egg when you're counting on him. He's done it before, and trust me, guys... He is capable of doing it again. Don't get caught that way. Have have a contingency plan there just in case. But as of right now, you're absolutely positively starting him every single week. James Robinson, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Now, he's had a couple of pedestrian performances recently, and his owners were worried. I've seen tweets. I've seen uh, questions about him, whether or not he had it in him to be a running back one. Well, he answered all of his doubters this weekend, exploding for 119 yards on 22 carries, throw in a touchdown. He added another score in the air as well. He's the only running back on the roster in on this Jacksonville team. Their defense can't stop anybody, so they're going to be moving the football, which they can do. This team can score. Usually a bad team like the Jets, you don't want to start anybody. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, can, can they have fantasy-relevant players here. And he is definitely at the forefront of that. A solid running back one, albeit maybe low-end in most cases, on a weekly basis. He's somebody that you absolutely must start. Deontay Johnson, we mentioned him in the injuries. Luckily, he is not... Uh, thought to have been hurt badly so he can get back in there next week in week eight. He's already back to getting uh, nine receptions, 80 yards, and two touchdowns in this game. And again, it could have been more for him if he wasn't knocked out as the Steelers were driving when he was injured. There's little doubt that he is one of the most trusted receivers for Big Ben in Pittsburgh. So if Deontay Johnson plays, you start him. Now, Kyler Murray was the guy I was talking about earlier when I said there was somebody that we've reached the point now where we've come to expect these boom boom performances from from Kyler Murray. It's just it's expected. He is the number one, depending on format now, he is the number one or number two quarterback in fantasy, depending again on format. He gets it done every single week with his arm and his legs. He threw for a whopping 360 yards and a couple of touchdowns, contributed 66 yards on the ground with a score as well. So aside from being at the top of the rankings every week, as I mentioned, one or two, or at least three, he's putting up solid running back two numbers on top of his quarterback numbers. So as I mentioned last year with Lamar Jackson, it's like having two players in one. You have a quarterback and then a running back two in the same player. It is a luxury that fantasy owners would love to have. Baker Mayfield. Now, you're going to hear a lot about Mayfield after this game here against the Bengals. He's going to be all over the waiver wire discussions, streaming, you name it. Now, he was barely streamable all season, but now he racked up upwards of 300 yards, five touchdowns against Cincinnati, who, let's face it, can't stop anybody. Beware of the hype with Baker Mayfield. Do not buy into it. This is not who he is. He is not somebody that's going to win you a championship. It's it's not going to happen. Can he maybe get you by against suspect teams? Yeah, sure he can. You can do worse than stream Baker Mayfield, but unless you're in a very, very deep league where there's a lot of teams, then you don't need to mess around with Baker. So he exploited a good matchup here and made up for some key injuries by taking the team on his back to win this game. Good for him. Great performance. If you want to stream him or pick him up, feel free. Just expect to be disappointed. The same could be said for his counterpart, uh, in this shootout, and that's Joe Burrow. The rookie amassed 406 passing yards and a couple of scores, running for another TD in this game, and he had loads of upside, and, and he still does, but he's far too inconsistent on a weekly basis to be started. But again, 
you can do worse than streaming him. I would rather stream Burrow on any given week than Baker Mayfield, just to put it into perspective. But there are better options than both of these guys. Now on to the duds. The, the first guy I want to talk about is Jarek McKinnon. This was a game where he was supposed to be the featured back. McKinnon was called on for a massive three carries and negative one yard. This was a game that saw Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jamichael Hasty run all over the Patriot defense. It's unclear why McKinnon was not part of the plan here. No word of injury has come out of San Francisco. They just maybe don't view him as an every down back. And, and he never really was, but I thought he would feature at least more prominently in the passing game, and he wasn't. So, again, if you're the McKinnon owner, very disappointing. You need to monitor this. And now that Jeff Wilson is hurt, it looks like it might be Hasty that gains the uh, upper hand here in the backfield, or Tevin Coleman if he's coming off of IR. It's just a muddy situation, and I don't think you could really trust him uh, after being barely used on Sunday. Ezekiel Elliott. Now, he had another shaky game for the Cowboys, and since Dak Prescott's injury, everyone with the exception of Amari Cooper uh, isn't getting it done, honestly, for your fantasy roster, and that includes Zeke. Another thing to keep our eye on with him is the fact that Tony Pollard is getting nearly half the carries out of the backfield. This started with the fumble uh, issue a couple of weeks back, but it was a trend that continued this week. Now, I don't know how much of it had to do with the fact that they were getting blown out. We'll have to wait and see. Zeke was far more efficient with his touches than Pollard, but it needs to be monitored because if this is the way that they're going to keep doing things in Dallas, then... Zeke will not be getting, uh, he won't be the high ceiling play that he's been in years past. His teammate, C.D. Lamb, failed to corral any of his five targets, so he put a goose egg up there for you. If you're in a decimal league, he did get you .1 with a one-yard run. Big deal. He might as well have gotten you a goose egg if that's the case. Whether or not Dalton comes back, I think, is, is immaterial here because... I don't think they can support too many weapons with the loss of Dak. The loss of Dak was huge here. So unless they bring in a quarterback who has some seniority, has been around, and can get the job done, look for this team to continue to lose and not to look good doing so. Again, we're going to talk about Mike Evans in the duds column. For the second week in a row, he made the list. And you might remember that before the season started, he was on my list of busts for this year. So... It's exactly as I feared. Godwin is the primary receiving target, along with Rob Gronkowski now coming into his own and getting back in the football shape. Evans is nothing more than a touchdown-dependent wide receiver, and he needs the touchdown to be fantasy-relevant. He's not going to get it on volume alone. He had two catches for a total of 32 yards. That is not going to get it done in any way, shape, or form. As I mentioned earlier, the addition of Antonio Brown will only worsen his already depleted value. Seriously, guys, it is time to move on from Mike Evans. Now, we'll wrap up today's podcast talking about some waiver wire targets, and this is one of the more exciting waiver wire shows that we've had because there's a lot to, to take in here. Now, I do a segment, and you guys know this, called the leg up on the waiver wire or beat the waiver wire as it was originally called and 
that is where you try to forecast things and put guys on your team with opportunities to beat the waiver wire. And a couple of these guys I'm going to talk about, I've already done that with. So that's why I kind of want to um, get that out in the open here. Jamichael Hasty, we talked about him earlier, with three running backs out of the mix in San Francisco, and they are reluctant, apparently, to rely on Jarek McKinnon. Hasty stands as the primary rusher in this offense that runs the ball first. They are a run-first offense, and Hasty has looked very efficient in limited action the last two weeks. And if he's available in your league, which he should be, he's only rostered in, in a very minuscule amount of leagues, you, he, you have a waiver priority, or you have fab, spend that fab, get that player on your team. He is going to be, barring a comeback by Tevin Coleman, which could happen, then... Uh, he's definitely somebody that you should have. Jamichael Hasty, I picked up last week and have him on my bench, so he's locked, loaded, and ready to go already. I don't have to waste a waiver priority. I am going to spend my waiver priority on the next guy. I am first in my waivers. As waivers don't roll over here, they um, they don't go they go by record. But if you don't use your pick, it stays. So I have the number one waiver wire priority. I. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, I'll be 5-2. and two. I'm going into Monday night's game, which hasn't been played yet, with a 46-point lead and my opponent having Cooper Cup. So barring any kind of catastrophe, I should be 5-2. and two. And the guy I'm picking up is Carlos Hyde. I mentioned Chris Carson's injury. He is out for quite some time. I don't know how long, but Hyde can come in right away in that high-powered offense in Seattle and be a wide uh, a running back one. So I like that very, very much. So again, now that we know Chris Carson's going to miss some time, you can be comfortable adding Carlos Hyde to your team if he's available. He looked good. He's capable of handling the workload. He's done it in Houston. He's done it in San Francisco. He's not that old as far as running backs go. He can catch the ball. So locked and loaded running back one material out of Carlos Hyde. This next guy I shouldn't even have to mention. He should not be on the waiver wire anywhere, and that's Chase Edmonds. Under no circumstances should he be available. He has standalone value even when Kenyon Drake is on the field, and at the very least, if you're a Drake owner, after the last scare you had, you should have picked him up and he should have been on the bench. So, honestly, I don't really know what more to say than he shouldn't be available. Yet, in 55% of leagues, he's owned, and in 45 he's available. So, if you can get him, grab him. Uh, Arizona's on by this week, so while we do know that Kenyon Drake is set to miss some time, we don't know how long, he was carted off the field. Keep that in mind. That is never a good sign. If you can get Edmonds, get him. He is a huge stash. He looked great in relief of Drake. Rashard Higgins, we mentioned Beckham being done for the year in Cleveland. So it's Higgins who benefited the most out of this receiving core. And while he did not score, he did garner 110 yards and six catches. He's owned in 0.2% of leagues, so he's out there. If you need a receiver and not a running back, then your priority here should be Richard Higgins. Wayne Gallman. I mentioned the uncertainty looming in regards to Devontae Freeman's injury. Now, with Devontae Freeman, we just don't know. Wayne Gallman, he looked good in relief. And now remember, it is the Giants, but he's looked good before in relief of Saquon Barkley in the past. So um, he may be called upon to lead this backfield if Freeman should miss 
uh, some time here. Now, again, like I said, it's the Giants and it's the offensive line and all of that. Temper your expectations, but he should be the lead back for as long as Freeman is out. So he's worth at least a look if you're in need of a running back. We will finish up with Richard Rodgers. Now, it's interesting that I am talking about a tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles in the waiver wire section as Zach Ertz, who was healthy three or four weeks without Dallas Goddard, basically got you nothing. Now, Ertz is on IR, and Rodgers did have six catches for 85 yards and could be an interesting add if you need a tight end. Dallas Goddard is not expected back until Week 10, at the very earliest, and Ertz is on IR now, so Rodgers could be somebody that may be able to help you. Um, I be I will be looking for a tight end as well, maybe. Um, I'm certainly going to start Trey Burton next week instead of Dalton Schultz, who I could probably cut at this point in time, but that's my problem, not your problem. And that will wrap up uh, today's podcast. I want to thank you all for being a part of the Know It All Fantasy Football family. Um, speaking of which, I want to remind all of you that the Know It All Fantasy Football podcast is a proud member of the Skull King Podcast Network. Skull King Sports is one of the newest and most up-and-coming websites for sports online. You can check them out. We cover all four major sports. We cover MMA fighting, boxing, wrestling, all sorts of uh, racing from IndyCar to NASCAR to Formula One, horse racing, tennis, golf, and all collegiate sports. There's a fantasy section as well where you can find my podcast. You can also see all of our rankings are up there as well on a weekly basis. We do waiver wire priority and of course Skull King Sports does its own podcast hosted by Ryan Skullrung. So make sure you guys check that out. It is fantastic content. So don't miss it. And you can also check out www.skullkingsports slash Steelers. I have a new article posted uh, uh, the wrap-up uh, against Tennessee. So please check that out. And again, thank you all for um, supporting the podcast in whichever way that you do. Please continue to give downloads and give me the uh, five-star ratings as you guys have been doing. I really, really do appreciate it. And as I mentioned, later on this week, I will have some announcements. Um, I'm looking at uh, doing some, getting some t-shirts made. I will be uh, putting out a blog as well so that you guys can read some material from me. So a lot of exciting things coming down the pike for the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, once again, I want to thank Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the amazing music, Matt Bacon for the color scheme and original concept, and of course, Rob at Bove Design for the badass logo. You guys all rock. Continue to do everything you can do to dominate your fantasy leagues. Have a great early part of the week, and I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Never forget the day when you reach your new way.